Okay. Welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. If you don't already know, it's literally the best podcast on the internet. Like, not sort of the best, or kind of the best, or close to the best. Joe Rogan says, hey, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to listen to these guys. I'm Michael. This is Rob. And we want to welcome you to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. Hey, that Joe Rogan bit, by the way, that's not true. I mean, I know you. it sounds believable. <laughs> Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm super. We've convinced a lot of people just then. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, wow, Joe Rogan sure. listened. Like he he's like, hey, I was gonna record. I need to listen to this first, guys. And then, yeah. 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 The yeah. only the only way that Joe Rogan would listen to this podcast is if he were actually that high. Um well, which probably, which is a possibility. Yeah. He runs I mean, across it and and is like, bro, you know, and like I don't know. In some sort of I, I don't think it'd be a conscious choice. It's some sort of interdimensional D DM. What is it? DMT or some drug, whatever the drug is, the trip that he's on. He's like, yeah, he accidentally clicks yeah. enough buttons that it comes with like the Babylon Pastor podcast. Yeah. Whatever the drug of the day is. Hey, there's a universe. Like if you're, if you believe in multi-universe theory, like the Marvel stuff, there's a universe in which Joe Rogan has listened to the Babylon Pastor podcast. So. There's yeah. That. And, and in which he's, he's a Christian. That's and, true. Yeah. And maybe even a maybe he pastors He pastors um, the biggest as, church in America. <laughs> as Andy Stanley's associate, maybe. I, I don't know. I, Andy, Andy maybe Stanley's Joe Rogan is the youth pastor. Oh man, that'd be a, that'd be oh, a my weird God. weird he actually youth could be. experience. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know though. I feel like he as a Christian, Joe Rogan, he'd be a pretty cool youth pastor. Like, I feel like he'd sit you down and be like, what do you believe about the, <laughs> like, I, he'd dig it hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. What do you believe about this? Do you want to hit? <laughs> okay. No, I, I, like I said, we need a Christian Joe Rogan. We don't need to. Be... Oh, right. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. So, like you know right what... now he would need some different. Do you know yeah. what's sad is there's probably is a youth pastor that's been like, Hey, you guys want to hit like that's really happened somewhere. That's, that's sad. probably true. That's a sad reality. Yeah. Okay, talking Pastor about bad... Is probably not a word I would want to use there, but... Yeah, yeah talking about bad role models. Uh, here's John Christ. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a joke, guys. Golly. For legal purposes, that is a joke. So, um, here's John Christ. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so... This is uh, going to be the last uh, TikTok slash reel that we we covered this month. Yes. Okay, stop. First question: I don't know anything about TikTok. Does John Christ choose the frame? Yes. Like the the what we're looking at right now to be the thing that. Yeah. Well, okay. just yeah, All just right. like just like Andy Sandley, right? So that was his own clip that came off of his Instagram page. No one clipped that together for him. He did that that last one. So just like this one, this is this, what John. This beginning frame, like the the picture before you hit play, he chooses that too. Yes, he does. Wow that that's that's going to get a lot of hits just because of that, isn't it? Exactly. I've told you. And the the first episode we did, it's all about the clickbaity, buddy. It's all about the hook. It's all about getting people in. We need retention. We need engagement. I mean, that's the game. It's the game. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make money on social media if you don't get you don't play the game. My children are more mature than this. Go ahead. 
That's well, that's admirable because most aren't. <laughs> so here we go. Play in the clip. It's always painted as like Bathsheba was like the innocent. I'm gonna call you on that. Yeah. David was the king. He was right. in his palace. He was out on his roof. We looked and he saw Bathsheba like naked on her roof, right. like tanning. There's no binoculars back then. Yeah. He had to have been within 50 yards. You didn't know the king's palace was next door. Yes. And his terrace was up here. Yeah, you know every eye line between you and that house. And you're just out there bathing on your roof. She's the original thirst trapper. TMZ shows up at her house. I didn't, I was just like bathing. I didn't know. I do this for me. I was stressed. Uh, Bathsheba's going to have a documentary yeah, coming out. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. There's that. So there's a couple of things, obviously, we want to cover in here. The biblical accuracy is what we're looking at primarily, um, of course. So the the idea here is that Bathsheba wasn't innocent. That's like the first frame, right? Bathsheba is not innocent. Why is she not innocent? Well, because she was bathing within eyeline of the king. He's looking over his roof. She's on her roof. She's bathing. He doesn't have binoculars, so she's right there. And this guy, I don't know who this dude is right here, but apparently calls her the first thirst trap uh, in the Bible. So there's that. Yeah. So I, I'm I don't not know. Sure. I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, you don't know what a thirst trap is? No. All right. So here we go. There are people online um, that deliberately make content uh, of because you can't show nudity clearly, um, but they their their whole their whole their whole grift is like to get as many followers as they can by showing as close to nudity as possible. Um, usually with okay. the intent of drawing you into like other content that you pay for, if you get my drift. So that's their whole thing. Yeah. So that's the, that's the connection that he's making here that the, that Bathsheba was deliberately putting herself out there to deliberately get the king's yeah. attention. Okay. Cause that's a third. Gotcha. Yep. 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 So that, that's sort of, that's where we're at. So let's go uh, first thoughts there, Rob. First thoughts. What you got? So the 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 very first thing that I have to say is that um, you we do have to take this TikTok with a grain of salt because John Christ and I'm assuming his pal, literally, he's a comedian, literally. So so much of what, in fact, everything he has to say here, it's not as though he is maybe even attempting to be perfectly biblically accurate. Maybe this is just a straight up joke, mm, right? Yeah. So, good point. so we, we have to give that benefit of the doubt. I think when we're about it, um, I, I think that it is a, a, um, a, a bold subject for John Chris to talk about. Um, well, yeah, but, let's, let's clarify uh, real quick before you get further into that, yeah. in case you don't know, because it's very possible that you don't know. Because John Chris, to be fair, like I would be like a Z level known in the Christian world, like all the way at the bottom. John Chris is like a B celebrity. I, I think I'm being generous there, but he's like B. He's like Kurt Cameron. Well, Kurt Cameron's above him probably in notoriety as far as people yeah. know him. But John Chris is up there. Um, and he was involved, I, it was right before the pandemic, in some. Um, some inappropriate texting with, I think a few of his fans. I don't want to say much more than that because I'm not super clear on the details. The point is he was essentially canceled. He lost a book deal. He lost a Netflix special because of it. And then he went to rehab and now he's back. So that's just, so that's what Rob's mentioning here. Like the fact that he was, he was in trouble for pursuing women that were not his wife in sexual ways. Um, and then talking about Bathsheba this way is that that's what, 
just so you're clued in everybody so <laughs> yeah um you know so like actually i'm there's there's a such thing as redemption right so like yes. it, in in my mind it's not as though he's not allowed to ever make a joke about things again you know uh that have to do with his past or whatever um in fact sometimes one of the healthiest things that we can do is make fun of us mm -hmm. um that's not what he's doing here but just to, to be clear i don't think that uh, however as far as biblically being accurate um that's this is way off <laughs> uh, yeah. so if if there's any stretch of what they're trying to get at here um that that they're trying to actually make a point that they believe and they believe others should believe mm -hmm. there's there's very little evidence to back up anything that is being said in fact just the 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 um the scriptures don't say that Bathsheba was on her roof even it says David was on the roof um but he could have been looking in a window he could have been I, we don't know that's just a that's a pure conjecture kind of statement mm -hmm. to make what's well, not um, the point now of generally passage, if you ask, either. yeah right <laughs> it's like the details yeah, if you ask that, a, yeah. if you yeah if you ask a christian unfortunately most of them are probably going to assume she was on the roof like that's just kind of what we think but um she was uh she was doing her um after menstruation ritual cleaning um and uh however it happened the thing the thing that they're uh, claiming here again totally could be a joke so well, everything after this be before you go into that though i think it is important we've said this in previous like episodes where we looked at these tiktoks like regardless of if you're making a joke or not what you're saying is going to be taken by somebody that's maybe totally biblically illiterate yeah. as at least partially true so there's yeah. that like there's, if somebody has only had Sunday school Bible lessons and they hear this, they'll be like, oh, OK, well, maybe that's what happened. then." Even if it is a joke, because jokes are always based in reality in some way. That's why they're funny. That's why stereotypes. You know, when you tell a joke about stereotypes, it's funny because it's true. Right. There's a lot of redneck yeah. jokes. Yeah. And I can tell you most of those redneck jokes are 100 percent on. So anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a fair point, right? Uh, because so I've heard I've heard the the argument that even about like uh, bad, um, uh, bad, incorrect, uh, terrible theology, uh, Christian music or worship music. I've heard the argument that well, they they aren't theologians, and we have to remember that. And I say um, that every Christian has an obligation to be a theologian. That doesn't mean you have to write books like R.C. Right. But but uh, it, it, it does mean that I have an obligation as a Christian, if I'm going to proclaim things with my mouth in song or word or whatever or, or on with a pen, that um, that's a keyboard for everyone who's young, um, then there, there's an obligation to be as right as I think I, I can. You know, mm -hmm. um, with that being said, uh, this this is way off there. Um, the the. Um, the whole point seems to be to uh, an attempt to make sh to make sure that not only David gets the blame for the David and Bathsheba thing, that Bathsheba intentionally uh, went out of her way to make sure that the king could see her to be a temptation um, to him. And while, you know, 
that could be true. I mean, we don't know. That could be true. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point of the text. Um, it's not the point of, of God sharing that story in his word. Um, in fact, uh, it, the, the whole point is David. Mm -hmm. David is the point. David's sin is the point. So uh, Bathsheba's complicity or uh, any, anything in the whole deal, you can have that argument all day, uh, one way or the other. And, and I realize, like you said, before we started recording, people come down on different lines of that. Like, was yeah, Bathsheba we'll talk about that. Was yeah. she raped? Well, all of those things. But, uh, but at the end of the day, this is about David's sin. This is about Nathan coming to him afterward and saying, you are that man, David. Mm -hmm. And it's about Psalm 51 being written after that, uh, where David is just rip no part of Psalm 51 gives us any indication that David was like, yeah, but what about her? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that's not the case. David understood his own sin and it was killing him. And then after that, Psalm 32 is written after the forgiveness, after he's tasted the goodness of God after that. And then we have that Psalm 32, his bones were wasting away while he, while this was going on. And then um, now though, it's, it's, you know, so it's it, the, the entirety of the focus of the biblical narrative with David and Bathsheba is David's sin and his need for repentance and coming clean and becoming righteous before God. Um, and, and so it, it's, uh, there, there's very little room for us to be like, well, Bathsheba, but what about her? That comes from an attitude that, that begs, uh, that, that begs the listener to find me innocent. Right. Um, and so I think it, it's, it's kind of ironic, um, and, and again, I, man, I don't know context. I don't know what's going on, but, but John Christ forming this intentionally with the stuff that's happened in his own life in recent years. Um, uh, it, it seems to me to be kind of a, um, uh, I don't know, a punch in the face a little bit to, to, uh, his own repentance, um, mm -hmm. toward things to, to make content like this. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, man? Yeah. Well, so one of the things that I definitely want to touch on that, because just there's a lot of, here's the thing I assumed, and I just want to say this right off the bat. Like if you're on, if a lot of you are on Twitter, especially Christian Twitter, uh, what you're going to hear a lot, there's always these seasons that roll around in which this whole, this whole argument of David and Bathsheba and the compliance and complicity of her versus not her having any complicity and it all comes up and I want to avoid the R word because I'd like, you know, not to get taken down from YouTube. But the idea here is that like, there's always this argument in which, you know, was, did he force himself on her or did he not? And that seems to be an argument that always comes up from the more feminist minded people within Christianity because that, that they want to make that a big point. And I think what we need to be really careful of, it's the same it's the same distortion that Chris is making here that they make is that the text doesn't tell us like what we always need to be very incredibly mindful of is what actually you just said, Rob is like, what do we know then? Like I, there's no point in filling in the blanks of things and assuming when that's not the point of the scripture. Like there are, there are narratives written for specific reasons to give us specific details to lead us to a conclusion. And 
it, that would be like trying to surmise like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, when, <laughs> when they were in Egypt, you know, they ate, you know, pizza, like it's, you're just interjecting things into the scripture there to, for no reason. And though there are things that I think, you know, good discussions that can be had on complicity and whatnot, like you said, the climax of this all comes down to when, uh, when he's confronted. Like this, like th- it all comes down to you have sinned and you not only like you, you did the initial sin and then you tried to cover the sin and then like you're still trying to cover it up and he's confronted by it and has to deal with it. And that gives us a very painful picture of what it looks like to do that, like in our own life, like you can look back at what David does, not only there, like (laughs) by no means is he perfect from that point on. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes terrible after this. Um, and some of which Bathsheba helps. She's already there. She's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's like, we never learn (laughs) like ever, but in the discussion of specifically like this, this, this content that Chris made, like assuming that Bathsheba was a thirst trap, uh, assuming that you know she was attempt like deliberately attempting to get David's attention, I think is reading a lot into the scripture for comedic effect. Like you're downgrading yeah. the text to get a laugh or to make a point or to try to put the blame on her. Uh, just as bad as the 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 you know the feminist Christians do when they're like, yeah, it was totally on David. She had no part in this. He totally you know used his power in a destructive way. Um, and I think we we can talk about both of those sides. But at the end of the day, you need to you know just you have the scripture. You have uh, where you can go to Second Samuel eleven and read it. And there is a lot there contextually, yeah. I think, is important that you should, that sometimes we do miss. Like you said, she's bathing. Uh, if you just say she's bathing and we don't understand the context, you know, the context of Jewish cleansing rituals, then we don't, uh, there is this assumption that she was bathing. And then you can like, well, was she bathing on purpose in front of him? But when you understand cleansing mm-hmm. rituals, you understand that that's not at all probably what she was doing. Um, it's not like we took a bath every day, y'all. Like that's not how, like you can't process it through modern lenses. She's doing this for a reason. Um, and then as you go through the whole text and you eventually get to him being confronted, um, I think you can see that there are, there's a point to this story. There's a point to this narrative being outlined, uh, just like there's a yep. point to, to later on when, uh, when you know David's uh, sons uh, are just as evil as he was uh, and do a lot of terrible. Like there's there's a point to show that down this line, there are God is being faithful to an unfaithful people. That this started way back when when they're like, give us a king, and he's like, it's not going to end well. They're like, give us a king, and he's like, well, here's everything that comes with that. Then, and you have sinful people doing sinful things that demonstrate really overall God still being faithful, like to His people, even when they are incredibly unfaithful, like. And he honestly being incredibly gracious to David by having Nathan confront him and say, you're this guy, like having him realize that like you, he didn't have to do that. He could have told Nathan, just let the kingdom burn down, let it go. Uh, But he has Nathan go confront him. And so I think there's a lot, there's a lot deeper and poignant story than, yeah, she was a thirst trap on a roof. 
and you know yeah she you know she was asking for it essentially um and to 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 make a quick note on the chris thing and to make it really to really broaden it out to where it's not just him i think we have a way sometime as believers to downplay sin that we've been complicit our, our in. own especially yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah absolutely. our own sin so that we don't really have to full the fill the full weight of what we see david feeling in the text uh we make it yeah. not that bad or we do try to shift the blame a little bit um and we do so so we don't have to like it's not our fault like like we we you know we steal something because well you know they should have paid me more at work so i'm going to take this whatever or you have guys all the time that are like or guys or girls that are like i cheated because they didn't pay enough attention to me so i had to find that somewhere like we always find a way to make our sin yeah. not as bad as it is and um, yeah. i think that's coming no, through a little bit you, in this clip yeah and and uh, you know to be to be fair to their point um there 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 are things bathsheba could have done if she uh um I think the the narrative of Joseph is a good example of that, right? Um, and and repercussions did happen to Joseph because he ran. Um, but Joseph knew what was right, and and he was committed to doing what was right, um, and so he ran. Um, he, he took off out of there, and uh, so Potiphar's wife. If you're unfamiliar with the story, it's Genesis 39. Potiphar's wife comes on to Joseph and literally. Um, the scripture says that she says to him, she seized him and said, lie with me. Um, so there, there's very little left to the imagination as to what, what is being, what's happening there. Well, what could that um, mean? <laughs> right. And, and he, and he, uh, leaves his outer garment that she had a hold of jerks out of that thing and takes off running, uh, because he is not going in his own words. How can I commit this sin against, um, Potiphar and and God um and and so uh there is something that she could have done and even if it cost her her life right uh so um so of course it wasn't all David however the point has nothing to do with Bathsheba's sin the point again the point of that story is David's sin um and and man, what what we will the links that we'll go to um, to cover up our sin, and uh, there are so many things to gain from that. Um, and I think that uh, while while you could certainly make the point, uh, I think uh, correctly that um, uh, that there there were options for Bathsheba. I, I also um, would would acknowledge that there there are situations that a person finds themselves in that it doesn't feel like there are options right um and uh so um it might have been uh, life and death in her mind i mean who knows right well, we don't know and that's i think the point. that speaks to the mess i mean really at the core of that what you have is the messiness of the human condition in regards to yeah you yep. have people that constantly sin against others and people that are being sinned against and in those moments neither this, this is just not an ideal situation like it's just not yeah. like there's not ever going to be any counseling and i've done very little but in the count i mean it is a matter of like like how do you advise through a path that you don't you're like, I don't know the best thing you could have done. Now we can move forward with what's happened, 
but it's a matter of like, yeah, I mean, people get caught in situations all the time. And now you just have to deal with the repercussions, unfortunately, of human depravity and try to work through that the best you can uh, with the grace of God. And there are often that does come after a Nathan moment where, you know, there is confrontation made and things, decisions made. Um, But anyway, just uh, on the clip specifically, I think that has to be noted. We have to be very careful. Uh, This happens a lot. I've heard this discussion with some people before, like Christian memes even like comedy, like making sure that when you're doing something, you're not degrading the scriptures. You're not degrading, you know, the grace of God. You're not making fun of sin, those sorts of things. Those have been all arguments that have been, and I, I, I personally think legitimate arguments. Some people would call them Karens or they're being overly sensitive. I think they're, they're correct. <laughs> you, you do have to be uh, genuinely, gen, genuinely careful about how you're approaching a situation because whether you like it or not, listener or viewer, people definitely do get their theology from memes or like short blogs or short commit. They do. I, I would not have believed that eight years ago. I a hundred percent believe that now, um, just by doing this as long as I have with this whole Instagram meme thing, like people a hundred percent will, glean something from that and assume things um and take that to be true which 100 percent, please don't do that <laughs> but, but people do do that um so we just have to be careful i think in the content we put out and the things we say um it, it, it even with like what chris is doing here like i said i don't know the full contest i i think he's got like some sort of podcast and i'm sure this is just a clip but for this to be the clip he decides to put out is <laughs> rather interesting um to me and i think it does it does behoove us as believers especially if we've been you know especially like if public sin and public repentance um to do so well like not like to, to honor Christ in the way that we approach those situations, right? I mean, even like a Mark Driscoll situation where it's like, hey, you were accused of pretty abusive language toward people, um, but yet you still use that same abusive language. Like, it's just a matter of like, there's a way to go about repentance that I think really honors Christ a lot better than sometimes we do that. So anyway, that's my yeah. last two cents. But Yeah, um, and I, I just, I don't know... I mean, there's being a comedian is a is a difficult world in the sense that you um, the things that you say, um, at least in a public setting like this, generally, I'm sure the things that you're saying, you are assuming people are going to take as complete Mm -hmm. jokes Um that people aren't meant to take me seriously anyway. Of course, I'm just being a goofball or trying to make people laugh. Um, so uh, that's a, that's a world that I, I mean, I don't, I don't know a ton about that, I guess, but, um, but it does seem like, um, that, that, that short form TikTok Twitter world is really tough. Um, and and man, if I, if I'm going to say anything on a TikTok that's like something that short, um, it needs to, it, it needs to have, um, uh, I just, it needs to have substance. I just see all your TikToks being like, Jesus loves you. Repent of your sin. Believe in him. Like every one of your TikToks, believe in Jesus, repent of your sin. (laughs) Like that's all I got. 22 seconds. Yeah. Like, so uh, um, the, the short form things that I do, 
which is generally on Facebook because I'm old. Um, but the, the short form things that I do are like, I'll um, quote a scripture <laughs> or um, or uh, an old uh, quote of like Spurgeon or something yeah, like that. A lot like, of the it's, Spurgeon it's, quotes. It's, yep. It's it's not me um, necessarily making big claims or you know, like, I don't know. That's that's tough. It, it yeah. is a tough thing. Um, but but in this in this particular situation, what we can say is that um, that uh, the attempt that they're making here, joking or not, is a feeble attempt at if if David were making this claim and he wouldn't read Psalm 51. If David were making this claim, God would have smote him <laughs> like like he would be pushed toward repentance or death. I mean, at the end of the day, um, Nathan gets in his face and 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 argues with him. Uh, we don't have record that we can read of of uh, anyone going to Bathsheba and saying, and you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the point of the text, I, you know, John Owen, this is my last word. John Owen right. said, if the scripture has more than one meaning, it has no meaning at all. So gotcha. what the text says is what's important. And that's where we should stay without any sort of, I don't have to qualify it if the scripture says it. That's my qualification. Anything past that, I got to qualify <laughs> somehow. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right, guys. So this has been the best podcast ever with, with me, your great value, Adam Sandler lookalike and Rob over here, <laughs> your Charles Spurgeon modern day. Like you put him in a dark room. Look at that beard guys. Look at it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having your life changed. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>